Welcome to the Hotel Moment Podcast, presented by Revenate, the podcast where we talk to leaders in the hospitality industry. If you're looking for trends, perspectives, and stories from leaders in travel and hospitality, you're in the right place. Hello and welcome everyone to the Hotel Moment Podcast. My name is Karen Stevens and I am the Chief Revenue Officer of Revenate. This is my very first podcast, so I'm very excited to be joined today with a heavy hitter in the industry, one of my favorite people, Noreen Henry, who is the Chief Revenue Officer of Sojourn. Welcome, Noreen. Thank you. You are too kind with that introduction. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. I appreciate the uh, the invitation. Absolutely. It's amazing. And I have to say, you know, for everyone listening, uh, it's great because Noreen and I have known each other for a long time. So we actually used to work together. She's my former boss and continues to be one of my mentors. So when I think of, of leadership and hospitality and women in particular, strong, strong women, I always think of Noreen. So it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Thanks, Karen. Sure. So topic today, uh, you know, here we are, we are in the middle of summer, uh, 2022. And it's been really interesting to see the trends happening out there. So I think, you know, we had kind of a slow start to the year, Q1, you know, January, February is still pretty soft for hotels. And then in March, we just saw things start to really spike up. ADR was already clipping 2019 levels. And now we're seeing even RevPAR start to peak over what we saw before. So all of the early predictors, you know, they were saying oh, it's going to be the end of next year before this happens. Uh, but what we're seeing is that strong, strong growth and recovery across the board. Yet, at the same time, the storm is a brewing. So there's a lot of talk out there about recession, interest rates are going up. So really want to dig in with Noreen on these juicy topics. But never before we get to that, day, right? never, never a dull day. It's like, what the heck is going on? Uh, but before we get into that, I have some questions for Noreen just to warm us up. Bring them on. All right, here we go. So what I'd like to know is what was your very first job in the travel industry? And do you remember your first day? What was that like? Oh, wow. Um, yes. So my first job was with Sabre. So I worked um, in product on the travel agency side. So building products for travel agents. And I was actually working on a product that was about bringing video and images. That tells you how old I am. Uh, to the <laughs> travel agent desktop. And the first day was amazing because I thought the opportunity to work in travel was like, I never dreamed that I could do that. And I was just pinching myself that it was the opportunity to work in the travel industry. Wow. That is so cool. Imagine that video content being important. I know, amazing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so what is the most uplifting moment in your career so far? So I know you've done a lot, seen a lot. Can you think of one moment that has been the most uplifting for you? So yeah, the, the things that impact me the most that I go, oh, wow, that was a day that I'll never forget. It was actually it was when we were with Travelocity and it was a travel partner conference and it was uh, in New Orleans. And so we were one of the first ones after Katrina to come back to the city and figure out, hey, how do we help stimulate business again? And one of the things we did was we did a volunteer day before the partner conference at one of the schools. And uh, I think you were probably part of that. You remember? I was there. Paint? Yeah. <laughs> We, we redid their whole playground. Yeah. We, uh, we just did some amazing things to just renovate that school. And the kids were gone on a field trip while we were doing this. And when they came back, their eyes were like amazed. They had these new basketball courts and everything else. And so it was a very, very rewarding day. And we were doing that side by side with our partners 
And so it was just a terrific way to to connect with our partners. Um, that is such a great moment. I'm glad you brought that up because that was a fantastic moment. And you're right, it was so great because it was all the, the, the leaders across the airlines and our hotel companies and all of our great partners. And we were out there digging in the dirt, painting walls, tearing out ceilings. So right? that's an awesome moment. Yes, awesome moment. Cool. Okay, so here's some more of on a personal level. What is your most striking experience so far in terms of a holiday or a hotel or a place you've been? Because I know you love to travel. So what's your favorite so far? That's hard, oh, I know. That is really hard. There's so many. Different ones. One of the ones that was most impactful for me is we did a family trip um, to Ireland. And it was a trip with my children and with my parents. And my mom's from Ireland. And so it was a chance for us to experience Ireland through her eyes. We met her family over there. We toured the beautiful scenery. My children connected with their cousins and all wanted to go to college there afterwards. Like it was just one of those like, ah, this is where I'm from. And you just connect it with the people. And they're so lovely people in Ireland. Like, oh my gosh, they are just so warm and welcoming. So yeah, that's probably my best experience. Ah, That's a cool one. Okay, I've got two more. This one's easy. Any celebrities? Have you met any celebrities uh, in your travel or uh, in your job? Uh, John Stamos in New York. Uh, Not not really meeting. Like he was in the lobby, um, but I had the dome and he thought it was cool. So that was probably one. Oh, and um, Phil from Amazing Race. So Phil oh, came. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? And uh, yes. so, yeah, spent time with him and uh, he autographed books. And uh, uh, yeah, it was a, a very cool experience with him. Oh, that's another great memory. What a great TV show that was. Travel Aussie right? sponsored. Yeah. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. Okay. Last question. Who are the women at work or in the industry that you have been most inspired by? Oh, there are many uh, women that have inspired me, but I'll tell you. Um, so probably one of the most influential was Michelle Peluso. So Michelle was the CEO at Travelocity. Young, vibrant, energetic, brilliant, smart, um, relatable. Like she's the first one that just like really walked the halls and sat down and wanted to understand your perspective on things. And she just connected with employees like I've never seen before. And so I always hold her in high esteem and try and go, oh, what would Michelle do? And try and channel Michelle whenever I'm trying to make some decisions. So definitely. I'm so glad you said Michelle. She is an amazing person. So that is great. Okay. Thank you so much, Noreen. Let's get to the topic at hand. Uh, You know, we talked a little bit about the snapshot of where we are. So what are you seeing at Sojourn? I know you have a ton of data coming in there. What are you seeing on your side? Yeah, you know, so we've got data, and then, of course, we talk to our partners all the time. And I, I will tell you, yes, you know, there's lots of concerns about, hey, what's going on in the economy, but everyone's pretty cautiously optimistic. So, you know, I, I get that investors are concerned and, you know, people are tightening belts, but, you know, travel seems to be bucking the trend a bit. So Q3 bookings in particular are very strong, particularly in leisure. So we, we primarily focus mm-hmm. on the leisure segment. So I can tell you from our data Q3 bookings are very strong. Some markets are starting to cool down a little bit, but most of them are continuing to, you know, go aggressively and you're seeing them um, meet or exceed 2019 levels. And so that's looking great. Q4, surprisingly, is still relatively strong as well. And so, you know, we're seeing marketers make sure that they are getting in front of consumers as they um, start to figure out their plans for the fall and figure out their plans for the holidays. But we are still seeing um, cautious optimism out there. That's that's amazing. No, it's so great. And certainly everything that the hospitality has been, <laughs> industry has been through in the last 
<laughs> couple of years. It's great to see that strong recovery. And now it's almost like there's too much demand. Uh, so right. now it's all about how do you capture the right demand at the right price and make sure that you're maximizing your direct channels. And I know that that's something that Sojourn is does wonderfully for hotels, right? <laughs> so helping them capture those bookings. Yes, absolutely. And you know, one of the other trends I um, I thought would be interesting to share was we were, as I was looking through our data for this, it's a trend I did not expect, Karen. So we're actually seeing longer lengths of stay. So my theory was, okay, we, you know, people are getting concerned about, I don't want to use the R word, um, people are concerned about the economy <laughs> and yeah. tightening of rules. And I thought what people would do is say, okay, I have to take this trip. You know, I've, I've been locked up for too long. You've got all this pent up demand. They still want to travel. But I thought that they would do is say, you know, it's it's pretty expensive. Airlines are expensive. Hotels are expensive. I'm going to shorten my trip, but I'm still going to get away. But that's not what we're seeing. We're actually seeing them lengthen their trip. And so when I dig into it, you know, what our, our theory is, it's this whole blending of business and leisure that, you know, we've all been talking about with, you know, everybody being able to be flexible with their work and work remote. And um, I'm an example of this. So... We had a trip planned to Italy back in 2020. It was our trip of a lifetime. And of course, it got stopped because of the pandemic. We finally took that trip in May of this year. And it was originally a two-week trip. And of course, that was, you know, we did all the tourist things in those two weeks, but we extended an extra week. And I worked remotely for a week in a small little wonderful beach town in Italy. And it was this amazing combination of Yes, I'm already over there, and I'm now going to extend this and find a, a way to blend the two sides of my life. So I think there's more and more of that going on. I'd be curious yeah. if you're starting to do that and, and you know how you are looking at your summer vacations. Yeah, the leisure, as we like to call it. So, that, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I don't have kids, so I'm actually waiting to the fall when things uh, mellow out a little bit, and then I'm going to Hawaii. And yeah, I'll, I will make that leisure for sure, because... <laughs> Uh, you know, and I did get back from Europe. We had a um, actually a sales incentive trip that got, you know, we had a president's club. That got pushed back for two years. So we had an amazing time. But, man, everything was full. Flights were full. Hotels were full. And it's just, it was great. It was great to have that atmosphere around us, you know. It's like right. it's back. Right. So that like was fantastic. I, I'm enjoying that it's back. And I, I don't personally mind the full planes because it means business is back and you get the business whole Business is back. Yeah, yeah for sure. 100%. Well, I know we don't want to use the R word, yes. um, but, <laughs> and I know we want to be cautiously optimistic, but what are you recommending that our hotel partners do just to kind of hedge their bets? Because, you know, I think if anything, we've learned that things can change quickly. So what do you think the best thing that they can do to kind of prepare in the event that things are not as rosy as we hope they are? So I think what they need to do is um, take a page from what I call the survive and thrive pandemic playbook. So hoteliers got really smart during the pandemic. So they did a, a couple things to really kind of leverage technology. They leaned into direct bookings. So we really saw that the shift to direct bookings. Consumers wanted to, you know, it was, it was kind of a catalyst because of the pandemic. People went to the websites and mobile to learn more about what are the safety protocols, what are the cancellation policies, et cetera. And then hotels really captured that. They made sure they had a great experience and that they were able to capture those direct bookings. So I think the more hotels do to make sure that they are continuing to lean into direct is probably a, a really good thing. The other thing we saw them do was optimize for mobile. So again, our data shows that there is a shift. Actually, I'll quote a stat for you. So direct booking searches on for hotels 
increased from 14% in June of 2019 to 24% in June of 2022. So it's a 10% point increase in people shopping on mobile. So it was really important for uh, hotels to optimize their mobile experience so that people had a good experience. People were that the bookings didn't go up as much. They did increase, but people are shopping on mobile. They are getting inspired. They're dreaming. They're figuring out what they want to do. They're planning on it. And then the other thing, um, which is near and dear to, to our heart, is they they really started to leverage data to improve their business. And so, you know, for us at Sojourn, we're all about our data. We've got rich travel intent, and uh, we leverage that to make sure that we are putting the right consumer in front of the advertising for our clients and driving people direct. And so, you know, leveraging our data for providing insights into what's going on in the marketplace as well as leveraging their own first party data really help them optimize. And and I got to tell you like d- data <laughs> it's it provided insight into that these trends are so different than normal. You know, normally you would plan right. a marketing campaign for Q1 that was, you know, fo- focused on spring break and Q2 was focused on summer travel. But during the pandemic, you know, those trends just kind of went out the window. So 100%. you had to look at data to go what's the right thing? How do I change my messaging? How do I be very flexible and nimble? and be able to adapt to what's going on. And I think as we look at, you know, the future and what the economy brings, I think it's going to make sense for them to leverage those same, that same toolkit as they go forward. Absolutely. You know, and that's, that's the same thing, obviously, Revenate, we, we are powered by data as well. So we have all of the first party data from bookings in the hotels, and we can ask hotels to use that data to get more customers like that and leverage that data. And what we saw a lot during the pandemic as well is, you don't know what segment can come into your hotel, right? If international travel is, is shut down, how do you target the nearer guests? Um, how are you able to be flexible um, when things change? How are you able to tell your customers when you're back up and running? You know, so it is all about data and being able to, to leverage that, not only to drive conversion and direct bookings, but also to make sure that when your guests get there, they are having the best experience because. It is that trip that you've been waiting to have for two years and you just want it to be perfect, right? So yeah, that's a great tip. I also think it's about, you know, uh, your your loyal customers, you know, staying in front of your loyal customers yes. and repeat bookings. Like during, you know, when people are going, okay, where do I spend my money? If they've known they've had a great experience at your place before, you know, they're likely to want to come back. So it's also making sure that you, you know, stay in front of, of those loyal customers and, and make sure you bring them back. Yeah, Absolutely. Very cool. You know, we're coming up on budget season. As you said, it's um, it's a little, let's see what happens, right? Because the rule book got thrown out. It used to be like clockwork, you know, <laughs> we go through the right? different seasons. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, as, as hoteliers come up on this, it'll be interesting to see. But what other, what other technologies do you think that hotels should be adopting out there? You know, we got a lot of, you know, in addition to record high occupancy and, and bookings, we have staff shortages all over the place and, um, you know, other issues. So as hotels are starting to think about their toolkit, how do you think about, you know, the technology that you're seeing out there and how they can leverage that at their properties? Yeah, I, I think that's a great question. You know, that our, our hoteliers are very resilient. You know, they've mm-hmm. uh, first you get the pandemic thrown at them. Then, OK, business starts to come back and you've got high <laughs> occupancy and labor shortages. And the more <laughs> they can leverage technology to help them through this, uh, the more that you can automate, the more that you can leverage experts to be able to help support you on some of this stuff, the less than your staff has to do. So I think you're going to see more and more of that. We obviously saw a lot of that going on during the pandemic. You know, they, you know, they're figuring out 
who's the partners to work with and who's going to help yeah. them best as they go through this. So I, I think the more they can leverage partners and technology, the better off they're going to be for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, great. Any other tidbits to share with our audience? Any other tips and tricks and advice as we come out of this awesome summer and head into the fall? So I, I think the one other thing I would say is, at least from a, a marketing perspective, I would recommend, you know, that we the, the hotels that we saw not just survive, but thrive during the pandemic, really leveraged an always-on methodology. So they didn't go dark whenever things got rough. They continued to advertise because there are consumers that are out there shopping and you just need to get in front of the right consumer. So again, leverage that data. Keep your messaging always out there. People need to know you're open and that you're open for future travel. So that that would be one of my my recommendations for sure. I love that. Keep communicating. Keep letting your guests know. I mean, we saw a lot of hotels that were closed. Use that opportunity to gather preferences from their best guests so that they knew how to market them when they were back open. So I think that's fantastic. Right. Great. Right. Awesome. Well, thank you, Noreen. You've been, been a great first guest. <laughs> thank you. And uh, let's all remain cautiously optimistic. You know, continue to, to focus on what you can control and make sure that you're staying in front of uh, all the trends so that we can capitalize on this. But I love it. I appreciate your time and sharing your thoughts. And, uh, you know, that's the end of this first episode of Hotel Moment. Once again, Noreen is the Chief Revenue Officer of Sojourn. And to learn more about Sojourn, you can go to www.sojourn.com. Thank you, Noreen. Thank you, Karen. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Hotel Moment podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're watching on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe for more content. For more information, head to hotelmomentpodcast.com. The Hotel Moment podcast is presented by Revenate and produced by Make More Media.